0: welcome to this episode of soul strong I'm super stoked at the kind of the responses that I've been getting over the last few weeks as the episodes have been coming out it's been really exciting being able to talk to some incredible women and I've got some more incredible women lined up for the next few episodes. So I'm just just really excited that has been a blessing to those of you who have been listening. And I really appreciate you um, letting me know how it's going and, and how you're engaging with this podcast. It's just really awesome. And I'd love if you wanted to share it, if you want to post a review or subscribe, that would just be really, really cool. Today, I am on my own, and I just wanted to share with you a message that I studied just in the last few weeks. I was actually reading Hunter, his bedtime stories, and we've got this cool little, you know, My First Bible book, and there's pictures, and there's just a few sentences on each page about these stories, and the story was called The Jar of Oil. And I had read it before, I hadn't, you know, I'd known about this story before, but as I was reading it to Hunter, I thought, I wonder if there's more gold in this story than what I may have, you know, kind of known about before. And so that night after I finished reading his story to him, I pulled out my massive big commentary. You may have seen it on my story before. And I started reading it and lo and behold, there was some gold in there. And I just really wanted to kind of share it with you today, hoping that it will be a blessing to you like it was to me. And it is found in 2 Kings chapter 4, verses 1 to 7. So I'm just going to go ahead and read out these few verses to you, and then we'll kind of dive into a little bit of it and see where we go. So first, 2 Kings, excuse me, chapter 4, verses 1 to 7. The wife of a man from a company of the prophets cried out to Elisha, Your servant, my husband, is dead, and you know that he revered the Lord. But now his creditor is coming to take my boys as his slaves. Elisha replied to her, how can I help you? Tell me what do you have in your house? Your servant has nothing there at all, she said, except a small jar of olive oil. Elisha said, go round and ask all your neighbors for empty jars. Don't ask for just a few. Then go inside and shut the door behind you and your sons. Pour oil into all the jars, and as each is filled, put it on one side. She left him and shut the door behind her and her sons. They brought the jars to her, and she kept pouring. When all the jars were full, she said to her son, bring me another one. But he replied, there is not a jar left. Then the oil stopped flowing. She went and told the man of God, and he said, go sell the oil and pay your debts. You, and your sons can live on what is left. All right, so there's obviously some really cool phrases just in this short little story for us to kind of pull apart and pick on a little bit. So if you want to join me, girls, on this little journey, this little study throughout this story through 2 Kings, I really believe it's going to be such a blessing to us as we kind of unpack a few of the little nuggets of gold here. So first of all, I just want to kind of describe to you who this woman was talking about. Her husband was a prophet. Now at the time, Elisha ran a school of prophets and they all like lived together and they served and and they learned together and all of that, kind of like a missionary school, so to speak. Now, if you may or may not know the story of Elijah, you know, just a little bit before this one. And, you know, when he felt completely alone, when he thought that he was the only one still worshiping God, God actually said to him, there are thousands of prophets that have not bowed down to Baal in their life. So this gives us a little bit of insight as to who this prophet was. And not much is said of him, not even his name, just that he was a prophet part of this school that Elisha had. These prophets were men who lived and served in society. They were married and they had families, but they were also in ministry. They devoted their lives into the ministry of God. And now the widow is coming to Elisha saying, hey, My creditors have come knocking and I've got this debt to pay and I need your help. And I just love that in that first phrase of this story, there is this sense of expectation that God has to step up here because the prophet gave his life to him. And I believe that there is providence, there is provision for those who are in ministry for those needs that we have that may not even be very important to other people. God sees that and God is able to come in and replenish and fill the spots in our lives that have been maybe missing. So she asks Elisha, she says, help me. I really need your help. And he asks her two questions. And I just love these questions. So the first one he says is, how can I help you? Brené Brown, who's an author and a speaker and talks a lot about emotions, she says that empathy is communicating that incredibly healing message of you are not alone. And I kind of see that this question, how can I help you, is very empathetic of Elisha to ask that. He's actually asking her, what can we do? How can we solve this issue? And I also know that Jesus also asked those kinds of questions in his ministry, When people would say, Son of David, um, have mercy on me, often Jesus would say, what do you want me to do? And and I love that sense of empathy that's saying, all right, how can we solve this situation? So the first question that he says is, how can I help you? It's a question of empathy. What is she feeling in this moment and identifying with her? Elisha is identifying with her from her need. And the second question, what do you have in your house, is a question of empowerment. Did you hear that, girlfriends? The first one is a question of empathy. The second one is a question of empowerment. What do you have in your house? He doesn't just want to fix the problem for her, but he wants to empower her to think, what does she have that can contribute to this situation? Again, referencing Jesus, there were many times when He would empower someone to see what can we do with what you've got. When He turned the water into wine, He used the water to replace the wine that had been left over. When He came and He healed people, He used what they had to make this happen. And you know what? I love that the widower looks in her house and sees that she has nothing except a small jar of oil. Hence the title of this episode. <laughs> this jar of oil is something so tiny and would have seemed so insignificant, but it was what she had. We've all been in a situation where we think we have nothing. We've all been there. We can look around and we think it's dire straits. We can think nothing's gonna work. There's nothing left to give, but yet there may be an accept in our lives. So this woman, she had oil. Oil was a commodity of trade. It was used for common daily needs. People used oil for cooking. We still do now. People used oil for hair and their skin. Still do now. People used oil as fuel for their lamps. And they also used oil in the tabernacle for sacrifices and for services. And they also used oil for medication and healing. So what she actually had, although it was small, although it didn't seem like much, was actually extremely valuable. So Elisha gave her real help as she poured the oil and it did not stop flowing. Now, before I go into the oil flowing, I just want to highlight that when they went into the house and they shut the door behind them, they did that because it was a sense of trusting in God's providence at that time. It was a sense that they weren't going to leave their door open for anyone else to claim that they had helped or it had come from any other place other than the hand of God. So Elisha performs this miracle and says, go get as many jars as you can and fill it up from that small jar of oil that you have. Elisha's miracles, one commentary said, were for use, not for show. So he's not just going to be doing something just to make a big song and a dance about it. He's going to be doing these miracles because it's actually going to be useful for this woman and her sons. So he set her up to sell and he put the stock in her hand, okay? So he empowers her. What does she have? What can she do to help herself and her sons out of this terrible situation? The best form of charity and greatest kindness that we can do for those in need, wherever possible, is to try and help in a way that they can improve the little that they have by their own means and efforts, Now, there's a famous old quote that says, you know, give a man a fish, feed him for a day, teach him how to fish, feed him for a lifetime. We may have heard that before. But what Elisha is doing through this empowering miracle, he's actually encouraging her to use what she has. And that really spoke to me because many times we can look at what other people have, we can see all the lack without actually realizing, okay, what do I have in my house in my life that I'm able to use to get me through this situation. And you know what? The way to increase what we have is by using it. There's an incredible parable found in Matthew all about the talents. Now, the only way that the talents were multiplied was if they were used There's a whole message right in that. But the the point of it is that the the man who only got one talent and he went and buried it and he didn't use it, they never got multiplied. But the man who got two talents and the man that got five talents, when they went and used it and put their talents to work, it multiplied. How cool is that? How cool is it to know that when we have something, however little it is, if we use it, it will increase. And I'm sure you can think of the times when you've used something, whether it be your generosity, your hospitality, your kindness, your servant attitude, just anything that you could put to work. And maybe you've seen it just increase. You've seen something that started off as so small become something big and beautiful. Now let's talk about the vessels. The more vessels she had, the more oil there was. Once the vessels were all filled, the oil stopped. Flowing. And that's a really important thing. When we're looking at this and trying to apply this into our lives, we need to create those vessels in order to fill it up with whatever it is that we're looking for to be the increase. See, she was to collect the vessels first. So she had somewhere to store all of this oil that just kept pouring out. Then her first task was selling the oil to pay off her debts. This was first. So when it comes to the situation that we are facing in our life, when we are empowered to do something about what we have, the first thing we need to do is to pay off the debt, is to get rid of the the anchor that might be holding us back, whatever it is, and then live off the rest. She actually only asked Elisha to save her and her sons from being torn apart and her sons being given into slavery. But now what she had with this miracle, she then had enough to live off. There's a couple of lessons that I want to leave you with today, girls. God uses what we have. So instead of looking over the fence or looking at the grass that's greener on the other side or looking at your girlfriend that might have just a little bit more or getting jealous of the highs of everyone else on social media, look at what you have and allow God to use that. The second lesson that I want to leave you with is that God will always go above and beyond. This woman only asked for her debt to be paid off. Now, not only was her debt paid off, but then she was able to live off this. And I wonder, what is God able to do with the small jar of oil that we have? And how is he able to go above and beyond if we only let him do that? Finally, God increases the little that we do have and he multiplies it. So before we can think that we don't have enough, that's not up to us. Let the little that we have be placed in the hand of God. Let Him work the miracle. Let Him increase the oil that we have and let it keep on flowing with as many vessels as we can get until until there are no more vessels left, until the job has been done. You know, my whole mandate with this podcast is for our souls to be strong, for our souls to be strengthened in a way that is not dependent on our circumstances or our situations, because that's going to change over time. What we're in, the season that we're in now, may not be the same season that we're, we'll be in in a year's time. And it is certainly not the same season that we were in a year ago. But what we do have is an ability to dig into the word of God and allow it to strengthen our souls. I want to reiterate yet again that the oil that she did have, although she thought it was so small, was such a valuable commodity. Look around at your life. What do you have that you could maybe even literally pay off your debts with or maybe even in a spiritual sense sow into the lives of your family and others that could seem so small yet could be so valuable to someone else? maybe it's cooking, maybe it's cleaning, maybe it's graphic design, maybe it's knowing how to do your taxes well and being able to benefit someone else in that respect. Maybe it's kindness in action, sending a text, making a phone call, dropping by, maybe even buying a package of food and dropping it off at someone, whatever it is, no matter how small your jar of oil is, it can be used and it could be multiplied for the glory of God. Hey, I'm so excited to have been able to share this story with you right now. This tiny little snippet of 2 Kings, of this widower, and we don't even know her name, but her life forever changed because of this miracle. I wonder how our lives can increase and multiply and improve because of the tiny little act of handing something over to God and allowing Him to do something truly special and allowing our souls to be strengthened. Thanks so much for listening. I pray this has been a blessing to you. Much love and grace to each and every one of you. Feel free to reach out to me on social media and I hope you have a great day and I look forward to sharing the next episode with you on the Soul Strong Podcast. God bless you.